What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with my five bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. And there's a lot of mixed martial arts this weekend. Um, obviously, the UFC have a card, don't they, every weekend? Um, it's a, I'll be honest, this card isn't as bad as people make out. I think the headliner isn't great, but there's some very good undercard uh, fights. I have two bets for you from that UFC card. I have a bet for you from the one championship card as well. And I'm going to look at um, the other prices in that. And I also have two bets from you from the Octagon card. I think I picked out, you know, maybe a couple of the guys who are on their way up who people don't maybe realize how good they are yet. Now, we, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> Whether I'm wrong, whether I realise how good they are yet, but uh, I, I think I've p- picked a couple of those out. I was able to pick the brain of Brian Lacey, who's the commentator for Octagon as well. If you haven't seen that preview, check it out. If you haven't seen my one championship pre- uh, preview, check that out as well. But uh, we'll get all t- uh, we'll get into all of them in a second. Let's look back uh, last week and last week. I would say was. I think more bad than good, but you could say mixed, maybe. So <clears throat> the week before last, all of our bets hit and the flyer didn't. <sighs> it was the opposite this week. We went 0 for 4. Uh, Ryan Bader did not win. Johnny Eblen did not win inside the distance. Yair Rodriguez, although he probably should have, did not win. And Brandon Moreno also did not win by decision, although that was pretty close and he could have a plus 185. Uh, I, I think I think the general call on that was, you know, pretty good, but uh, I had Rival winning. I think most people had Rival, Rival winning, so I don't have any qualms or anything with it, but uh, yeah, it didn't hit. But what did hit was the uh, the kind of the mini flyer, uh, plus 350 for AJ McKee to win by submission. Um, I was pretty confident in that one. I, I put out the, the video afterwards even, <clears throat> as, I, as I did. Just ignore the four losing bets. <laughs> I'd go for the winning one, put out the video on that one. But uh, look, I, I admit to him every week, and I'm not hiding my, uh, my wins or losses by any means. I think everyone who listens to this show knows that. But... If you can't cheer over a plus 350 winner, uh, you, you probably shouldn't be in the game. So, um, yeah, I was happy enough with that. The first flyer of the year. So, there was, <laughs> the overall record has gone back a bit 10 to 22. Just past that, you know, that 50-50 mark. But we finally hit a flyer, 1-6 on the flyer. So, it's been, I would say, a pretty, a pretty... Pretty average, pretty bad start to the year, but look, we'll we'll get to it. I thought it was turning the last couple of weeks. You know, we hit five good bets in two weeks, which I'll take. We hit the flyer, so I was like, okay, we're turning around. And then it was, you know, it was weird because that that Bellator PFL card was like a very predictable card, you know. And I did predict all the winners, right, almost, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't doesn't always work that way. I, I just happened to give the one I predicted wrong. <laughs> that's one that's one of my bets. But sure, look, these things happen in uh, in MMA. Right, let's get to it. Let's talk about the bets for this weekend. My first bet, um, and let me just one hundred percent make sure this price because these prices, I'll tell you, they've they've moved around an awful lot. And this is, uh, so this price is plus one hundred. It was started out at plus one hundred five. Uh, plus 100. I see in one place it's actually minus 120 now at this stage. But the bet is Mohamed Makhachev. Now, I'm not giving you Mohamed Makhachev. I'm not giving you Islam Makhachev. This is Mohamed Makhachev, who's fighting an octagon uh, this weekend um, in a 
a very interesting fight against Macron Armacani, who people would probably remember, and as I said, plus 100 for his fight over there. Now, the reason I'm picking him is, I, I like, I, I obviously, I did the preview with Brian. I went back and I, watch, I watched uh, a good few of his fights. Obviously, look, we know, first of all, we know what Macron Armacani is all about. You know, he'll come out and he's good, a very good starter, um, has knockout power, has, is, is very good submissions. But, you know, if you can take him past that opening round, round and a half, maybe even less, I think you have a very good chance of winning. You know, he's uh, 35 years of age now, but he, he was 7-7 seven and seven in the UFC. So, he, you know, he beat as many good guys as he lost to. So there is that. But his opponent, I really like him. Um, Makashev is 13 and 1 um 24 years of age he's fought on in brave and he's fought in xfn as well more so brave i think like when you fight there you know you're getting tough matchups them them brave matchups i've watched a lot of them down through the years watched a lot of virus fighters go out there and then they never are in for an easy night over there so if you go 13 and 1 you've had a few fights in brave you know uh, <laughs> you know you're good i would describe him as kind of a modern mma sniper um He's always awake, and then he waits for his opportunity. I was actually watching. Um, I was watching a lot of fights just before this as well. Uh, for or, or this in the last week, for the upcoming uh, PFL Europe, where you see you know a lot of kind of the young up and comers, and uh, you know Dan Hardy did a great job on that last year of picking out up and coming guys, and obviously he's doing it again this year. And you, you kind of see the young meta game for a lot of these fighters. Like like Makhachev now, and like you know, even Dumbay. I know he's not in the tournament, but others like that. They're like these really good athletes who take their time and look for the big moments. Um, I think that's because it's funny. Volume for a long time, we felt like was turning in to the new men again for MMA, but it seems like the young up and comers are not fighting that way. And he certainly is one of the best young up and comers uh, in the world. Um, the one time he lost, it was when he got caught. You know, he got KO'd badly. So that is the thing. He's open to that. Look, look Michael Amerikani, he's KO'd lads badly before. So we'll see on that. But he has very fast hands when he throws. Um, he's, he's green. He, he does get taken down. But I, I feel like I'm saying all the bad things here. I think the good things massively outweigh the bad things when you're looking at him. Um He's a guy, I think, with unlimited potential. And as I said, when I say the, the bad things here, I just think a lot of that potential is, is untrapped. Or is that is that the word? On it hasn't been it hasn't been let out of the traps yet. It hasn't been let out of the cage yet. I, I just I just feel like he will go to another level uh, at some stage. And you know, he's he's a guy as well, you know, he's a finisher, eight finishes. Um in, in 13 in, in in his career so far you know as I said the, the bit, I, I think the one issue for him is he doesn't have uh, a ton of experience yet you know only 14 fights in his career but what I love is look, look at his record since 2020 three fights 2020 uh, on only one fight in 2021 but he got knocked out heavily uh, there um, so you know you, you'd leave that aside for a second two fights last year Two fights already this year, and a th- and a third coming up obviously this weekend. Uh, or sorry, um, uh, two fights twenty twenty three, and a third coming up obviously early enough in twenty twenty four. He's he's getting them in there, you know. He's getting those fights in there. So I I I think Macron and Mechanic will come out hard. I think 
um, Makachev will avoid as much as he can early because that's the way he fights normally anyway. And when it kind of gets into a rhythm, I think Makachev will catch him. I really do. I think Amir Khani, um, like, Amir Khani is a great guy when he's attacking and not giving up anything. But when that kind of mad initial attack ends and he's fighting you as like a, a straight up one versus one fighter, I think he has big problems. And that's where uh, Mohamed uh, Makashev really, really, really shines. Uh, and I think that's where he'll shine. And at plus 100, uh, I, I like that bet. Uh, I like that bet an awful lot. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Right. Bet number two. I'm going for... Uh, are a really good again up and coming prospect. I said this. I think the two of these lads are names you could see an awful lot of in the future. And this guy, his name is Hafini Nafaku, um, or Nafuka, Nafuka, Hafini Nafuka, and he's minus one three eight to beat Pedrag Bagdanovic, uh, who himself is a very very good fighter. My my biggest drawback with uh, Pedrag is this. Um, He's third, fifteen and one, um, as opposed to thirteen and one from Makachev. That's why I was like, did I, did I see thirteen and one there somewhere? I did, but it was it was with another fighter. Fifteen and one, all fifteen fights are in. Uh, let, let me just check the name again. The the Serbian, I think. It, let me just check it. The Serbian uh, battle championship. He had one fight outside of that in in Titan against Will Brooks, which is look. That that's definitely a tough fight. There's no shred or doubt about that, and he lost that fight. He got knocked out. It was in the fifth round. I went all the way with him, but he, he did uh, lose that fight. I look back through some of his opponents. Um, his last five or six opponents. The, look, the best guy he's fought is Ed Melson Souza, who was uh, in the UFC for a while, um, and he's a couple of good wins. But other than that, the level of opponent isn't. You know, it, it isn't amazing. There isn't an awful lot to write home. But what he is, is a very good grappler. A guy who looks strong, but he, you know, isn't that strong. He's a good submission artist. Very durable as well. He keeps going. Uh, as I said, you know, went, went to the fifth round with, with Will Brooks and very, very good cardio. The problem is he's fighting a guy who, at 8 no, um, is is one of those guys you look at and think, if he can keep going on an upward trajectory. He's a, well, actually, I, I got my notes. I got, where did I get them? I, I, oh, the PFL website. He's 8-0 on the PFL website. He's 5-0 on Sherdog. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Sherdog. <laughs> I'll take Sherdog's word from it. Um, he is one of these guys that if he can keep doing what he's doing, which is in his five fights here in Shardog, it goes round one KO, round three submission rear naked choke, round two submission rear naked choke, round two submission rear naked choke, round one submission armbar. If you can keep going like that, <laughs> he'd be a very, very good fighter. But this guy is a beast among beasts. Um, he He's a young German of Namibian descent. Um, unbelievable prospect. He's grappling. I, I can't get over his grappling like he's... He for for a young guy, right? We we often see what young guys they want to do, and I watched a lot of the uh, say like the Irish Championships here recently with the amateurs coming through, and you know a lot of them want to kind of show off a bit of their striking, show off their uh, transitions. They want to show off their grappling. They want to show off a bit of it all, right? And sometimes you know maybe some guys just want to show off the striking and stop the takedown. And let's have a, a strike match. This guy <clears throat> all grappling. 
He's just, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to grapple you. And he is, uh, I'll say it again, a beast. Big, powerful guy. Um, very good submissions, as, as you can see by the, the few I read out there a second ago. And just moves in a way that is uncommon. You know, if... And everything I say is if when him here because he's so young in his career. But if he can continue the way he's going, if he this can translate over and he brings it up with him and he goes from, you know, five and all to ten and all to fifteen and all, this guy could be could be a real, real, real name in the future. He just to me, I, like there's star written all over him. And I think I think there's uh, again I mentioned the, the PFL uh, Europe card coming up. There's so many of these guys on the verge of it. There's a lot of there's a lot of these young, up and coming bright fighters with brilliant styles and dominating type of styles. And if they can translate that over, the further they go up, they're just going to be devastating. And he's getting a big opportunity here because he's in this million pound tournament. He's fighting a guy, obviously you know fifteen and one. If he beats him. I don't think it'll just be me and, and a few of the octagon heads talking about him. I think there'll be a lot more talking about him after that. I really, really, really like him. Um, I think he'll win this fight. This is a tough fight. Look, there's a reason he's he's the favorite against the guy who's uh, you know who's fifteen and one, but there's also a reason why he's not a minus four hundred favorite because of what Bagdanovich has done because of how good he has been in his career. So. I think this is the start to bet you look at and go, right, okay. There's no guarantees in MMA, especially against guys with record like a guy like Bogdanovich has. But this could be a price that afterwards you think he should have been minus 400. He should have been minus 500. I love that price, uh, minus 138. And uh, I uh, I think you probably should too. Right. Maybe if you want to watch Octagon, you know, those two bets there, but trying a double of those as well might be, um, might be pretty good. Uh, let's move to one championship next. Um, and my bet for one championship is in one of the rematches. <clears throat> and I'm going for a minus 204 Tankai to win uh, his fight against Tan Lee. Now, this is this is one of the hardest. Tan Lee, Tankai, it's, it, when you're breaking down this fight, it's it's one of the hardest fights to break down because the names are so similar. But anyway, we will, uh, we will do it for you. Um, Although, having said that, right, I have I have a full breakdown uh, on my one championship preview. So I, w- I won't go too deep into it. Uh, I went back and I watched their first fight um, uh, yesterday, was it, or the day before? Anyway, just briefly before the, 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 the preview came out because I, I didn't want any fights falling off before I uh, before I wrecked another preview. It seemingly happens every week. But anyway, this fight's still going as we, uh, as we talk. <coughs> it was... I put uh, there's there's two ways of saying this, right? It was a lot closer of a fight than I remembered. Like I kind of remembered uh, Tang Kai dominating, but he still kind of did dominate. You know, he dominated the position an awful lot. Um, the big moments that Tan Lee had, Tang Kai kind of he answered all of them. And when you fight the way Tan Lee does versus the way Tang Kai does, I think you need to win the big moments if you're Tan Lee. So. Basically, how this fight went for five rounds, and of course, remember here again, when you're, especially when you're betting on this, um, this fight is scored as a whole. So the fight, the first fight, and I think this fight is going to go very similarly. I don't often harken back to 
older fights like sometimes I just completely ignore them like the, the Molly McCann Belbita fight the last day and I called it wrong so maybe I shouldn't have ignored it but like sometimes a fight happens two or three years ago and you completely ignore it now this wasn't you know that long ago but I t- watching them and watching that fight back I think it's going to be a similar sort of fight so the way it went uh, Tankai kind of controlled from the outside was very comfortable with controlling from the outside was very comfortable kind of kicking the outside leg and waiting for Tan Lee to make a mistake Tanley, as we know, like he's loves a big takedown, loves a big shot, loves something big, um, or a big submission, as we saw with Ilya Frimanov last time out, and he just couldn't get there against Tankai. And as I mentioned, every time he did, <clears throat> which was, I you you could argue three times, I would say twice in that fight, it was almost immediately answered back. Once in the second round, there was a big left hook uh, in the fourth, and Tenkai answered back in that fourth round. He answered back immediately, and then later in the round, he had a big moment again. You know, that fourth round was probably the best of all rounds. And as I said, fight scored as a whole. So the, the, the big issue with that, and the point I'm making here is, let's say Tenkai has won the first three rounds, and there's a massive moment for Tan Lee in the fourth. You know, he could... He could pull the whole fight away from him, you know? He could really pull the whole fight in his direction. Let's say he gets a big knockdown, he cuts him up, and there's blood everywhere, something like that. You could do it. The problem in the first fight was every time he did something like that, and there was never anything that big, but you, you get what I mean. He had a landed a big hurtful shot. It was answered back. I don't know if Tanley, and I think he's 38 years of age at this stage, has the ability to close that gap when... Tankai proved in the first fight he can A, control him, and B, land big shots in him himself, which, you know, you'd think wouldn't really be the case, uh, but it was the case. Um, that makes me think that Tankai will actually have gotten better since that fight, although he hasn't fought since that fight. Tan Lee has with the, with the aforementioned from enough, uh, from enough fight. Um, but, look, it's a fight I'm very interested in. It doesn't take a big gap for Tan Lee to go and win this fight from the last one, but if that gap, so all right, so there's a bit of a gap between them. Tan Lee can close it, but if the gap is like this and Tan Lee closes it, great. But if if Tan, uh, Kai, uh, Tan Kai opens it, it's a very big gap, you know. So he could go from a, a guy who won the fight relatively well to a walk away if he lands more big shots and stops Tan Kai. Sorry, Tan Lee landing his big shots. Uh, and I honestly, I think that's what'll happen. I'm a big fan of Tan Kai. Um, he he's just one of those guys I think that I I think if people maybe um you know knew him more and you know if more people watch one championship at seventeen and two at twenty eight years of age, you know, those two losses came back in two thousand and sixteen, two thousand and fifteen respectively, like in uh, WBK and uh uh Conlon fight championships, like those were years before he got to one championship, you know. And he's beaten some very, very good guys since. Like, a lot of the lads, lads I cover, like Kino Suba, uh, Jaewon Kim, and Tanley himself, obviously. The one big issue I suppose I would have is he hasn't fought since 2022. Um, How is he going to look since then? Like, that's two big years in your career, um, at, at you know, between 26 and 28 kind of thing. And, okay, Tanley's only fought once in that time. Those are two big years as well for him, you know, in when he's 38, never mind 28. Um... Uh, uh, for that, I, I don't think it'll favour either guy. You know, for, uh, the, the Fermanov fight was only a minute. Oh, okay, there was the preparation, there was the por- before and after, it was October last year. Definitely will have helped. 
but it was a, a big enough a help. I I don't think so. So I'm going to go for uh, um, uh, Tenkai in that one. Uh, while we're on one championship, let's look at some of the other bets from uh, from one championship. Uh, Rene de Ritter, uh, um, we talk about the, the three big fights, obviously. Rene de Ritter and Anatoly Malyakin, minus 1,000 for Malyakin. I'm getting these odds from oddsportal.com as well. Um, they haven't been updated as of yet, I believe, on best fight odds, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check. Uh, no, they haven't. So, yeah, that's where I'm, uh, that's where I'm getting them from. Um, interesting. I didn't think it'd necessarily be that, that big. I went back and I watched that again. Look, again, may, may, and maybe this is kind of... Uh, maybe this is the bias of someone who has to preview the card or preview the fight. I felt the Ritter didn't do as bad as I thought. No, he got destroyed. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he got hit with a big right hand after about, I don't know, I said it in the preview show, 10, 15 seconds. And I feel like he was gone from that point. You know, he he did well to get inside, couldn't get the takedown. He landed a couple of right hands which I think did actually hurt Maniac in a small bit, but not massively. Look, he just needs to not get hurt early and implement his game. He implemented his game at times very, very vaguely, but because he was so hurt, that was that was never going to work. Um, that's the key to this one for him. I don't think he can do it, to be honest. I think Maniac can. There's a reason he's minus 1,000, and, you know, he's that's the reason. Um the other fights in this thing, uh, the one non-title fight is Jeremy Miado, who is the uh, underdog, plus 156 against Yamakita. Um, an interesting enough fight there. Um, you know, Yamakita's nice hooks, good wrestling, strong on top, uh, knees in the ground. You know, he was good in the ground. He was went to the ground with Alex Silva, which says a lot about him. You know, Miado, then he's kind of tall for the weight class, moves a bit, a little bit like... You know, uh, I've described him as a mix between Dominic Cruz and Conor McGregor before. A bit open for the leg kick, but throws with the kind of step-in head kick, good takedown defense, enters with power, very little setup, uh, and it all works for him. Very quick, very accurate. Um, I wouldn't rule him out at plus 156 there, to be honest. But look, they're favoring the wrestling, the Yamakita minus 222. Take your pick there. Uh, and then Jared Brooks is a big favorite again against Joshua Passio. That was a closer fight than maybe people remember as well. Um, pa- like, Passio stopped a lot of the takedowns. He just couldn't implement his own game on the feet. And you have to do that against Brooks. Like, when you get a fight with three, three and a half rounds, maybe not that much, but a long period. Like, let's say good, a good 15 minutes anyway over the fight <laughs> on the feet with Brooks and you don't make him pay, that's not good enough. He's got a second chance. Plus 281, can he do it? I'll, I'm going to say no, but I'll tell you what, watching that first fight and watching um, and thinking about the possibility of a second fight, Jesus, that could be a very good price. Like, it really could be a good price, but we'll uh, we'll see on that one. Um, and then the price has just gone down here on this one, but here's... Oh, yeah, the, the, the price has just disappeared just as I'm on it, but it was the Ali Ali Akbari fight. He was a big price. I believe he was... Um, I believe he's around minus 300 uh favorite uh, Arjun Buller's around the, the plus 200 uh the, the website just decided to die on me just as I was I was looking at that at this isn't that great uh but uh, uh and this is not sure though this is odds portal so god damn you but um yeah I look I do think Amir Ali Akbari will win that one so um right let's move on and give you my next bet for the week and that will be um the other 
Mohamed Makayev, uh, over in the UFC. And I'm going to give you to him win, to win inside the distance at plus 120. Um, I'll tell you the reason why. I think over the last few fights, Mohamed Makayev has been... Do you know what he's been? He's been a bit unsure of himself. And what I mean by that is... Is he like, he's 23 years of age, he's still learning the game, he's not long in the UFC. This isn't by no means a, a big criticism. It's a, it's a, look, it's it's a small constructive criticism, let us put it that way. But it felt a little bit like he came into the UFC, I'm going to be a killer, I'm going to do everything, I'm going to be the next Shemaev. Then he, you know, he got that, that knee injury kind of thing, or even before that, he went a bit mad and he kind of calmed down a little bit. And then he goes mad again. He calms down a little bit again. He just, <clears throat> he just needs to go out there and fight. He just needs to go out there and fight. And I think against a guy like Alex Perez, he'd be able to do that, right? Perez is a straight up good guy, good fighter. You know, 30 fights into his career, 31, or 31 fights at 31 years of age. You know, only lost seven of them. He'll go in there. And he will meet Makayev in the middle and one of them will win, right? And when you're someone like Mohamed Makayev and you know that's what's in front of you, this is a guy with a lot of tape in him, a guy with, we've, you know, we've seen against some of the best in the world, we've seen all the way up. It's, very, it's, a, it's a, a straightforward enough fight, right? Is it straightforward to win? Are you going to go in and dominate? I'm not saying that, but it's a straightforward enough fight in terms of who he's fighting and what the prospect is. And I think that's kind of what he needs here, is Makayev. Um, and that mindset might lead him to go in there and just go, right, I'm going to go for this. Because there's the, the, that was the first point I wanted to make, but the second point that I wanted to make, which I'm, I'm not sure, and this is not a, a technical point or anything like that. I was actually listening to the lads over on the preview show talking about this and did a great job breaking down the fight. So if you haven't checked that out, please do it. Um, <clears throat> there's a title shot on the line here. Like, There really could be. There really, I, I did a Q&A the other day and there was people asking me about it. Like, you know, who's going to be next for a title? Well, like, Albazi was supposed to fight last week. Uh, if he had won, he probably would have been him. But he didn't fight. If Moreno had won, it probably would have been him, but he didn't win. Rival won. He just lost to Pantoja. So who's next? Well, who's next is Mohamed Makayev. If he beats Alex Perez, he very well could be next. So you're looking at Makayev, right? And I'm thinking the one big issue for him here is mindset. And I, I, I mean short-term mindset. I think in the long term, I think mindset is going to be a help to him, not a hindrance by any means. But I think that would have put him on a good mindset. I need to go in. I need to finish this guy. I need to go at it. No messing. And that's what he needs to beat Alex Perez. I really believe that. Um, I think he's going to go in there. I think he's going to take him down. He's going to finish him. Ale the numbers. Alex Perez, seven losses I mentioned. How many of them by submission? Five. 71% of his losses by submission. 55% um, of the wins for Mikhaev by uh, by submission. And if you look at his... Uh, uh, you, you know, you look at his... I suppose his best fights, his best performances, his last few, last three wins, submission arm triangle, submission neck crank, submission arm bar. Uh, decision before that, win before that, submission guillotine, submission rear naked choke. What's that? Five of his last six fights. I think he can go in there, I think, I think he can get the finish. I, I, okay, I was going to look at him by submission, but I won't be greedy. I won't be greedy. We'll take it inside the distance. 
And we'll take Mohamed Makayev at plus 120. I really like that. We will be greedy with the next one, though. And this is uh, the flyer of the week. I really wanted... So here, the, my bet is Gassayev to win by submission in round one. At plus 575. So that's the flyer of the week. I wanted, like, I wanted him to win by submission in rounds one or two. Because uh, that's how I think he will win it. <laughs> this is the this is the sort of fight, right? You watch you watch tape on and go like have we we all know Rosenstruck. We know what Rosenstruck is, right? He is a kind of a weight on the outside kickboxer who if he hits you, you'll stay hit, who's a good good solid kickboxer, good solid heavyweight, okay takedown defense at times, not a great. Uh right. So if you give him a chance, you don't take him down, he'll he might knock you out or he might not touch you for five rounds. Okay. Gassiev at the other side of it I, I didn't know a lot about Gassiev before that or maybe I did and I'd forgotten it but I went back and I watched a few of his fights I actually saw after I watched a couple of these fights I saw Jack Slack had a um, <laughs> had a tweet up about him and was showing like <laughs> as I take breath was showing how quickly he gasses which is ironic uh, and I'm like yeah Jesus that was that's kind of very evident while <laughs> watching a few of his fights so that's kind of why I went for the first round here. Uh, I think if he's to get it done, he needs to get it done. Um, I just think if you're Gassiev, uh, why would you take the chance against Rosenstruck? Like, why would... Like, Gassiev strikes in most of his fights, I would say. And he's not a bad striker. That kind of right hand that he throws around uh, the uh, the guard is very good. I actually really like that strike. But why would you do it against Rosenstruck? Why, 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 why? I... I no one can be that stupid, like, no one. Just go in, put him against the cage, take him down. He has the ability to do that. You know, body lock, get on top. Uh, the stats again. Let, let's uh, let's look at the stats here. And here, I, I had a very interesting stat. Let's, let me just uh, pull these two boys up again. Right. Uh, well, it's not it's not that interesting, but... Okay. Only only last one spy submission to Jerzyna Reisenstruck. When was that? That was his last fight. That was a rear naked choke. Shamil Gassiev, he's won three times by submission. These lads haven't had that many fights, right? He's only had 12 fights, but um, his uh, his submission wins uh, in 2023 on Dana White Contender Series, rear naked choke. In 2022, uh, rear naked choke. And in 2021, rear naked choke as well. So all his wins have been by rear naked choke. All of Rosenstruck's losses by submission have been by rear naked choke. Let me look. First round rear naked choke as well. First round rear naked choke. First round rear naked choke. What, what was the jersey in your one? First round rear naked choke last. I might have to back this, lad. <laughs> plus 575. Five. Go, give me. I wonder what price you get. First round rear naked choke. You might get a thousand, plus a thousand. Someone might throw that at us. But yeah, that's the flyer of the week. Pure and simple. Gassiev by submission in, uh, in round one. Right. Let's look at some of the other bets. Um, Honestly, like a few of these fights in the UFC, I avoided um, because I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not too sure on them. The Vitor Petrino uh, versus uh, Tyson Pedro fight, you just never know what Tyson Pedro really do. You like Petrino, uh, he isn't, you know, he's he's not the the biggest submission artist, not the biggest takedown artist in the world. You know, he's a lot of finishes. Um, not you know he he submitted uh, Petrino a couple of fights ago, but you know anyone who fights a bit on the feet with with Tyson Pedro has the chance of getting knocked out. Now again, will he do that? You know, will will he pray into that? He can't. You know, I'm not, I'm not 
coming out here saying this guy can't fight in the ground or anything like that. Far from it. But there might be there might be a bit of striking. Let's put it that way. And you're giving me Tyson Pedro at a, a plus two fifty some places. Now, will I take it? Probably not. But will I also take the minus three thirty for Petrino? Uh, probably not either. So avoid, avoid, avoid for me. I actually like Mikhaev, uh best price minus three forty. Do you know what I like? Right, Mohamed Makayev, Mohamed Makayev double. Give me that. We'll uh, we'll. What price is that? We'll let, let, Do you know what? Let's uh, let's find out what price that double is. So that double will be uh, plus one thirty one thirty seven. It's a pretty good double, pretty good double. Give me the the Mohamed Makayev double. Um, the other fights in it: Schnell and Ersig. Look, Schnell is an underdog. Is all? It's almost a good underdog bet, but I do like Ersig there. I really like his his style. But Ersig, he's very good, right? Would you say he's unbeatable? I wouldn't. You know. And Schnell is kind of the opposite. Then he's he's beatable, but he's not always going to lose. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. So uh, another kind look. That's the start of fight that Ersig. If they had if they had to fight eight times, he'd probably win seven of them. But Schnell will win one. You know, um, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov is a massive favorite. Um, Almahan. I watched a bit of him, and like he looks good, right? He doesn't he doesn't look like a bad fighter at all, but. Umar looks like a, a fantastic fighter. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's much backing in that one. Um, my uh, my colleague over in the Severe Ma podcast, uh, Graham, says uh, that uh, when you see Eric Anders as a minus uh, 500 in some places favourite to back the other lad. So, Jamie Pickett at, at plus 370 here. <sighs> Would you trust Eric Anders that much to win a fight? I certainly would. I certainly wouldn't be backing Eric Anders. Would I back Jamie Pickett? Pro- maybe. Maybe, you know. Um, Cunningham and Klein. Klein, the big favorite. I do think he will be there. Uh, Christian Nero Duncan's only minus 300. I think he'll also win. I love the Zahabi Basharat fight. I think that line is is a bit crazy. In one place, it's minus 900 for Basharat. Up to plus 575 for Zahabi. Like Zahabi at this stage is kind of a tough veteran. I do think Basharat will win. I think he should be closer to maybe plus minus four fifty, maybe, than minus nine hundred. But you know, having said that, it's uh, when you're crying over minus four fifty and minus eight or nine hundred, it's uh, it's not a big one. And uh, like Rabzabov against uh, El Shadawi, uh, I do like Rabzabov as the underdog there, plus one fifty. Um, he is a guy who did very well in PFL and other fights. Hasn't set the world alight in the UFC. I just wonder, will he settle? Um, if he does, I think he'd go on a good run. He's already on not, not a bad run, but I don't know. Maybe he's had his time kind of at, at a level. We'll see, I suppose, but who knows. Right, that's the UFC. Octagon, uh, we've already talked about one championship, obviously. Octagon, Patrick Keensel in the, uh, and I finally said his name right, uh, in the main event, minus 225. Plus one six three for uh, Piotr Va- uh, Vavrinka. Um I like Keensel, but Keensel also broke his orbit eight weeks ago. So there is that. Uh, he had surgery eight weeks ago. God Almighty! And and uh, Piotr is a very good fighter. You know, a really good fighter. Um, I. <laughs> it's not. It, you know what? It's. It's a bet I probably would stay a million, million, million miles away for. Like you know. Uh, Piotr's a, a relentless fighter, you know, striking and grappling. He pulls you down. He can make it a long night, you know. And the last fight for uh, for Keensel, Vimola just 
dominated him in the clinch for the whole fight, but he couldn't take him down. Like, if Piotr can take him down, you know, he, he could win it. I, I, if you were to ask me who I'd bet on in that fight, I'd go for uh, the underdog at plus 163, Piotr Um We talked about Mikashev and, um, and Mercani. A couple of the other ones I like. Uh, Daniel Torres to win his fight. He's he's minus one f- or minus four fifty. So there you go on that one. Uh, Akon one list is plus one hundred. Get on that. I think I like that uh, as a price. I also like um, um, Matthias Ligierski, who is minus two seven five. Grabinski is the underdog, and he's the, he's the champion at the weight, I believe against uh, Icon Duke. Watched a bit of him. You know, I was I was relatively unpressed. Not not exactly a massive standout, I would say. He loves to kind of hook into his wrestling, a very good grappler. Um, you know, uh, Grabinski at the other side of it didn't kind of very high hands defensively, very, very good. Um, you know, he sometimes, I mentioned this on, on the previous show, when he's a workhorse, he's very good, but he likes to be a show pony. Um and that could be a big issue for him here. So I think that's probably why he is the underdog. But still, he comes out and he works in that fight. I think that plus 120 will look uh, will look very, very good. So that is the uh, the top and bottom of it there from Octagon, from the UFC, and from One Championship this weekend. It's a massive weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. And we here in Sherdock have you covered from top to bottom. Those three events, UFC preview by, uh, by the guys... Um, uh, over on uh, over on the, the Sherdog YouTube page Octagon preview by myself over on the Sherdog YouTube page and the One Championship preview by myself over on the Sherdog YouTube page plus this betting show we have it for you from t- the very very top to the very very bottom and thank you very much for tuning in my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com bet responsibly we'll see you all next time